0: able to laugh at our shared trauma um and now that do what (laughs) i
1: don't know that we've gotten that far (laughs) we're going to have so much shared trauma
0: well i just mean the shared trauma of clippy
1: oh i was gonna say because if if it's 20 years like 2044 is gonna be hilarious
0: (laughs) oh man (laughs)
1: Uh, if we live that long, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it won't be hilarious for like the entire city of Miami, but whatever. <laughs> Fuck em. It's Miami. Um, on that note, <laughs>
0: <laughs> whatever. I said what I said. <laughs> Come at me, bro. Uh, yeah. Uh, hello and welcome to The Watcher's Guide to the Marvel Universe, the show that, ironically now, uh, just wants you to be excellent to each other. I am Max. And
1: I'm JR. Uh, how's it going? Um, It's going. This week slid away from me. I don't know what happened. Not a lot happened, but, like, all of a sudden we're doing this again. And, uh, that's weird. Yeah. And you?
0: Uh, you know. Stuff. Yeah. I got Bill and Ted yesterday, and I I've watched it twice now. I watched it yesterday and this morning when I got up. (laughs) While I was doing my notes, just sitting there typing away, and it (laughs) was, uh, yeah. Um... Yeah. I don't know. It's been, it's been a week. Uh, just, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, news. (laughs) News. Uh, Mike Murdoch. Uh, if you are, if you are a, a newer fan, uh, we, we don't like Mike Murdoch. We, there was a stretch of time when we were reading Daredevil where Matt Murdock was also pretending to be his twin brother, Mike, who was not blind. Uh, and who, so basically people were getting cl- foggy and Karen were like getting close to figuring out that Matt was Daredevil. And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. See, it's actually my twin brother, Mike, who's Daredevil. And Foggy's like, I've known you since college, and I've never heard you even mention a twin brother. Uh, Can we meet him? And so Matt then dresses up as Mike and pretends to be a different person. And it's a whole
1: fucking thing. Thing. It's the... It was convoluted and stupid and a idiotic decision on the character's part, and like when the easiest answer and the more like dramatically appropriate answer would have been to just fucking tell them, right? Like, well,
0: or even even if you don't want to tell them, call, you know, go swinging around, find Spider-Man, be like, hey, can you show up at the office? dressed as Daredevil while I'm there so that you know, people don't know and uh, it would not be a big deal the thing is, like, he doesn't the twin brother thing I don't understand making making somebody else Daredevil, fine I get that but like, you don't have the Superman robots like Clark Kent does (laughs) To make this work So like, literally you Well and, and like He didn't have, have the friendship never... with
1: Do what? He didn't have the friendship with uh, Black Panther yet Well but, right. and if But like that would have been easy too Put him in Put Black Panther in the suit Have him show up at the fucking storefront And then you're done And it's like well See? I can't be Daredevil because I'm right here. And they'd just be like, sure. Anyway, creating an entire ca- person from whole cloth and then trying to convince a button. Because now you have to do double duty. You have to convince them that this person is real and you have mm. to convince them that they are Daredevil and not you. And you have to convince them that there's a perfectly logical reason
0: why you and your twin brother are never in the same room at the same time. Get, it's and the it's same just- problem. Yeah. You know, it's it's fucking ridiculous. So here's the deal. Back in twenty eighteen there was a storyline where Daredevil was working to take down Wilson Fisk, who was the mayor, and in doing so he teamed up with this inhuman named Reader. And apparently Reader's ability is that as he's reading something, he can cause whatever he's reading about to manifest. Which alright, sure. Uh but the the in the course of this, Reader was apparently reading about uh Matt pretending to be Mike. That the he then unconsciously brought mike murdoch to life it became a whole thing wherein it's just like who the fuck is this guy we have oh he you created him okay well we have to erase him like we can't just have another dude running around um but then eventually matt changes course and he's just like you know what let him let him be like i he's fine and uh so apparently now Mike Murdoch got a hold of some Asgardian thing, some MacGuffin, and he has retconned himself into always having been Matt Murdoch's brother. So Daredevil Annual actually shows like when when Jack Murdoch is at the hospital after um, after Matt was blinded, Mike was there, and so on and so forth. And uh, so he's now a real boy. Um, hooray, I guess. I. Here's the thing. I don't have a problem with the concept of this character. Sure. Just to say... Mike Murdoch being a separate person and like now with a full history and blah 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 that's fine. Whatever. I don't give a shit. I didn't like it when it was Matt trying to pull the triple duty. Yeah. And that whole thing was really annoying plus the Mike Murdoch character was super annoying. It was it was um, awful. Yeah. But, you know, Mike Murdoch being his own person, fine. Whatever.
1: Who who gives a shit? Yeah, but There's why? weirder stuff. The, like, huh? Yeah, there is weirder stuff, but why? What are we doing? What's the you point? Know,
0: it's it's one of those, it's the standard sort of, uh, sort of like Kurt Busick, Mark Wade kind of thing of taking something from the Silver Age that's been abandoned and forgotten about for a long time Uh, and making it new and relevant. Um, Who's writing this? I forget. Uh. (laughs) I don't know offhand. Uh, Doesn't matter. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Uh, Is that still... Shit, I don't know. Uh, It is... It's a fairly... um, the Z- Chip Zadarsky, yeah.
1: Oh, it is. Yeah. Well, he's usually. a... I don't
0: know. I mean, I don't know. Like it may be. It may be a good story. I don't know. I haven't been following Daredevil for a minute because yeah. Daredevil. Daredevil is one of those that he's not a character I follow unless there's a reason to follow him. You know. Yeah. Like there are books there are books like x-men that i follow regardless um but daredevil is not one of those it's i dipped my toe back in back when bendis was doing it um and that's really the last time (laughs) i read daredevil um so whatever all right
1: yeah uh, basically I guess my 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 read on that is your mileage may vary.
0: Yeah, but who knows? I you know it's it's sometimes really hard to tell in the middle of a story whether something's going to go down as one of the classics. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um we, we've talked about Secret Invasion and how that started really strong and it was just like, woo! And then it fucking it, fizzled. And <sighs> then there have been other things that started kind of slow and I'm just like, I'm really not sure about this. But then by the end, I'm like, holy shit. Or even, you know, 10 years later,
1: I'm just like, wow, I really misjudged this storyline. This storyline, um, yeah. I mean the first another example of the first one where it's just like is civil war as a concept starts out like you're just like okay especially like it just collapses under its own weight almost immediately right because once you start interrogating what's really going on you're like ah gross um but with and then yeah it's uh secret invasion is super cool right at the beginning and uh the first three issues of that and some of the offshoots are like oh shit and then it just fizzles is best yeah it just never works out the way you well it kind of suffers from some of the other things that civil war does it just takes longer to get there where it's just like wait a minute how are you gonna get out of this um without me mistrusting everyone. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of one that I, I misjudged.
0: Um, one. So here's a, here's a recent example. Um, Superman blue and red. mm. Um, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that everything about it worked necessarily. But thinking about it the other day, I think it's incredibly interesting to take this character who you know and who knows their powers inside and out and knows what they're capable of and knows how to handle pretty much anything that's thrown at them in theory, you know? Yeah. Um. And then just be like, now you have completely different powers. Yeah. You have no idea what's actually good? all of those things that you've counted on for so long, you now have to stop and like completely. And so, you know, stuff like that. I've kind of like softened my view on, uh, one more day. Uh, yeah. One sucks, more sucks. Like, like, well, the
1: actual, the actual one more day Yeah, blows in the, I have come around to your way of thinking, which is like the fallout of one more day is actually good.
0: Yeah. And, Um, and that's so.
1: yeah. Um, the story itself, not a huge fan. What happens afterward because of it. All right, fine. yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of another one. Uh, I don't know. Um, or even something that started out stupid and ended up being rad. Feels like maybe there's a Green Lantern story in there somewhere.
0: Um, well, generally, I mean, if we're going Green Lantern, then the uh, Green Lantern uh, New Gods crossover... Oh yeah. Uh was really lame and I hated it. And then out of nowhere, it was just like it was literally like it was the first time in a while I stood up and literally cheered about a comic book. Yeah. Um because if you've never if you've never read that storyline, um there was a there was a whole thing where the the green lantern Corps found itself at odds with the new gods and it became a huge thing uh hal jordan goes to earth and collects black hand and then makes a plan to meet back up with the remaining green lantern forces at the source wall um because the whole the whole thing is uh the new gods were angry because Kyle Rayner had journeyed beyond the source wall. And when he came back, he was using up the source or something. I forget. But uh, there was... So um, Hal Jordan takes Blackhand, heads to the source wall. And uh, the... Um, it was... They're there waiting for the rest of the Green Lantern Corps. The rest of the Green Lantern Corps doesn't show up. And Orion and a bunch of the new gods show up, and they're just like, now you're in fucking trouble. Black Hand, meanwhile, isn't paying any attention to them. He's looking at the source wall, and he's like, oh shit, these are all corpses. And then what follows is a... Three page, it was like a gatefold page yeah. within the issue wherein it just says rise and all the bodies yeah, joined the source wall, <laughs> become <laughs> black lanterns. And I was just like,
1: fuck yeah. <laughs> and it
0: like, it did not matter what happened from then on. I don't even remember the rest of the story, but I was just like, yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. Like, I don't know. Um. I don't even. Re- I honestly do not remember how that ends. It was resolved. Uh, <laughs> I think it was because quite literally, Blackhand took the uh, took the giant corpses from the source wall and went and started stomping up new Genesis. <laughs> but fuck, I don't know. Um, anyway, moving on. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know i'm having real a really hard time calling up anything that i would that i started out and then it was just like oh yeah oh, this is really fucking cool um i know it exists but thought, i know there's
1: like... I, I know but i've they've read a lot of comics
0: you know, it's that it's that moment of you're put on the spot and then you're just like, uh, 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 uh comics.
1: Name a state. Ah, Maine. Confusion. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So, Solid. Uh, do what? <laughs> Solid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Whatever. Uh, 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 comics. 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 Iron Man number 102 has a cover by George Perez and Pablo Marcos and is written by Bill Mantlo penciled by George Tuska, inked by Mike Esposito and Pablo Marcos colored by Phil Rachelson lettered by Bruce Patterson edited by Archie Goodwin if you'll recall last week we left off and Iron Man had been taken down by the Dread Knight Um. Here here we have a few things happening jack of hearts is around just around uh jasper sitwell is chasing chrissy slash madam mask and harry key uh and then iron man is in castle frankenstein with frankenstein's monster and all these little weird munchkins uh they are taken to the dungeon Um, where it turns out that the, this woman who is the descendant of Dr. Frankenstein, Victoria von Frankenstein, uh, is chained up there as well. Um, because ultimately Dread Knight wants her knowledge.
1: Um, yeah, apparently she, her dad. Or yeah. her grandfather, whatever great grandfather, but yeah, like he knows she knows the secret of life, I guess, and he wants to use it for evil. It's he wants really kind of revenge
0: on Doom. Doom, yeah, is what it come, because his re- he was a scientist for Doom named Bra- Bram Velsing. Yes. And God damn you, Bill Mantlow. <laughs> like, okay. I, I, there were so many, that sounds like, that sounds like someone who, look, joke names in comics, whatever, uh, having characters that have names that are in some way evocative of what they do, yeah. um, you know, that, okay, Sure. Like, having a character with heat powers whose real name, whose real first name is Farron and his last name is Height. Okay, whatever. It's comics. But Bram Velsing is like a big middle
1: finger. Well, yeah, it's like, it almost feels like editorial went, oh, hey, you forgot to give this guy a real name. And. Oh shit, you're right. Uh Bram Velsing? Are you trying? Yeah, fuck you, just put it in. Um Yeah. <laughs> are you trying to a, piss me off?
0: It's it's not even cutesy, it's just it's it's annoying. But Dreadnought it turns out was trying to get away from Doom and was just like, whatever, fuck that guy. Like the only yeah. difference between me and Doom is a suit of armor. Well, and, and uh, uh,
1: he's He's... All, he, so he grabs his girlfriend and is like, Hey, let's get the hell out of here. I'm tired of working for Doom. I could be Doom if I wanted to. You know, he's talking all this shit. And I'm like, You're still in my vario. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, you know... Weirdly, gr- that doesn't work out well. <laughs> uh, yeah, his... His girlfriend turns to him and is like, Bram, fucking shut up. What are you talking about? We're still here. And, of course, he turns around and Doom is in his fucking house now. Because... And he takes him and takes him to his castle and is like, alright, cool. No, okay, your girlfriend gets off scot-free. She clearly is smarter than you when it comes to this shit. (laughs) Uh, You, however... You said something interesting, and I want to follow up on that. Let's let's think this through. If you think that it's the only difference between you and me is the mask, oh, let's let's elevate you then. Let's bring you to my level. And he puts, you know, welds this mask to his face and uh, is like, "Go forth, have fun. You're free to go." And like, kicks him out into uh, the countryside, essentially. He wanders Which I around. I don't understand because this this mask only
0: has a nominal mouth hole.
1: I was wondering that too. As I
0: was, uh, I was like, "How are you eating?" I yeah. I I don't I don't know how that works. But so uh,
1: he wanders around in the in the woods around Latveria for a while until he is found by. Um, the monster and brought to this castle they nurse her back they nurse him back to health he immediately is like hey Victoria I feel like you've got this thing let me in on it and I'll go kill Doom question marks in between and she's like uh no I kind of promised I would never let this get out of my hands so go fuck yourself and he's like well okay I'm gonna go use your science equipment to make weapons, and yeah. that's what he did. So he makes this lance, and you know, grabs a hold of this uh, horse dragon hybrid that he found, and which we're we're told is the original black
0: height black knight's horse, which she found and tried to nurse back to health, but accidentally <sighs> mutated further. Yeah, and so it no longer has hooves; it now has talons and these weird these horrible leathery wings and all this shit whatever so
1: um eventually the guy he manages to he uh, Victoria says something that pisses him off he attacks her while she's still chained to the wall this ends up you know pissing off the monster enough that he finally breaks his chains <sighs> catastrophe ensues and iron man is free and it kicks his ass
0: and what i what i love is dread Knight falls catch it like his lance catches and then the monster the frankenstein's monster is standing there and basically just like knocks the lance off so that dread Knight falls the rest of the way he is seriously injured and at the end of this two two things happen. One is that Iron Man is just like, so, looks like he's back in your care, and it's just like, how is this not going to turn out the exact same? Like, why are you just leaving them in the exact situation they were in before? Whatever. Um, But also, I think maybe Victoria Von Frankenstein is gonna fuck the monster? Yeah! Uh, (laughs) Because... I okay no look this is not just me like it may be me reading into shit too much but there is a there's a there's a period at the end where the monster is just like questioning everything and victoria like puts her hand on his chest and like cozies up to him and she's just like you're as much a man as anyone else and I'm just like, hmm, that is, uh, that is, uh, I mean, no, look, you do you, but also dead flesh, uh, yeah. dead flesh.
1: Um, I assume she's weird for I a lot of reasons.
0: I could I guess you couldn't be raised in that family and not be. Uh, at least open to the idea, but still,
1: wow. Yeah. Um. Uh, I, yeah, my main thing is, like, he's not dead. Why are you leaving? Yeah. Also, you're a super scientist. Cut the fucking mask off of him. Maybe he'll be less insane. Right? Maybe. I doubt it, but maybe. All right. I mean,
0: yeah. Uh, Iron Man number 103. Well, I do want to say... So this story was pointless and dumb and really is just filler, uh, that leads us. I mean, a lot of this story is kind of framing the actual things that are going on in the background. That's really it. Yeah. But whatever. the,
1: The things, the things that we care about are Jack of Hearts is here somewhere, uh, or available. And that, uh, Chrissy and Harry, Harry. Key are getting are being pursued by Sitwell like those are the things that are like yeah important
0: yeah um, the rest the rest of it I feel like is mainly here to give us a bit of respite between the Mandarin stuff and wrapping up O'Brien and all of that before we get into these next issues, yeah, um, and for that they succeed. I guess I just yeah. I mean, it's... if the
1: plan is just to like, okay, let's have a let's just have a regular old knockdown drag out where we don't have to like worry about plot or anything or like confusing anybody. It's just this guy's bad. We got to punch him. Okay. Yeah. Sure.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I will say, you know, I get. I get that knights are a natural foil for, for Iron Man, but stop doing knights in this book. Like, uh, just stop. Yeah. Whatever. Um, anyway, the uh, the next issue is uh, Iron Man number 103, which has a cover by George Perez and Mike Esposito is inked by Mike Esposito and lettered by Gaspar Saladino and Annette Kowecki. Um Iron Man. Iron Man slowly makes his way back to the U.S. During which time, you know, people are just like, "Well, here's what I think about your business," um, and like people are like asking him for autographs and asking him to kiss their baby and sitting in his metal lap. Um and all of that stuff. Um, while that's going on, Jasper is still chasing Chrissy and Harry, which has apparently been going on for days like everybody <laughs> everybody you're <Yeah. is> right, <laughs> tired and and un, unkempt and like falling asleep at the wheel. Um, but he they try to lose him by like driving, Uh, like it's a fucking fast and the furious movie. Um, but then it's just like, what are you doing? I'm with shield. I I have a flying car. (laughs) And so they're not able to lose him initially, but then eventually they drive into this forest and Jasper's like, shit, I hadn't considered that, which, all right. (laughs) Um, but it turns out that this is all camouflage. For the uh, mobile fortress of one Mordecai Midas. Um, They get inside and um, Key presents the last armor that he was able to grab to Midas. And Midas is just like, this isn't even a complete armor. You fucking failed me. Which he really didn't. I mean, he's been he got you a bunch of armors, bro. Like whatever. Yeah. But so he Midas has key taken and tossed off. <laughs> and then uh, Chrissy is just like, uh, well, actually I'm psh, Madame mask. And Midas is like, oh, well that seems appropriate. Okay, let's go. And uh, so he, he takes off for Stark international. Um, once he's there we find out that Midas has been behind all of the theft of patents and all of this maneuvering um, which we mistakenly attributed to Mandarin last time uh, but the yeah it was Midas uh, positioning himself to take over Stark's company which he has now accomplished Um so he arrives at Stark International, informs informs everyone, hey, I'm in charge now. Uh, fires, like, all of the security staff. Um, and starts kicking people out. He completely, I mean, ultimately... Uh, starts tearing out the infrastructure and replacing it with automation. Um, all of that.
1: But also... Uh, erecting huge walls and turret defenses. Yeah. This is still supposed, isn't it on Staten Island? Like, yeah. it's still supposed to be in the middle of a fairly large city, and he's completely militarizing it, which is hilarious. Um, yeah. So, Iron Man makes his way out of arrivals and back to the, uh, Back to the the factory where he's like, oh no, I'm under attack from my own factory. Yeah. <gasps> what mm-hmm. the hell? Oh, excuse me. And while... <sighs> who happens to be flying by while he's being attacked is uh, Jack of Hearts, who misinterprets the situation as Iron Man attacking his own factory, which is just like... Okay. well, Yeah. So he comes um, in and punches Iron Man a bunch, and uh, Iron Man's like, hey, you hit really hard. Um, what, I, what I find interesting about
0: this fight is the fact that in the course of things, Iron Man, who's kind of just tired of everybody's bullshit, uh, busts out a saw and like uh, cuts uh, Jack of Hearts <laughs> costume. And we get an interesting juxtaposition uh, between Tony Stark as Iron Man and Jack of Hearts, wherein it is, you know, oh man, I I wear this armor to protect myself and to keep my heart pumping. He wears this armor to protect everyone else from him. Um, yeah. And, But then, uh, in the course of things, they then come face to face with Midas, um, and Iron Man is, of course, just like, fuck you, get out of my factory, and Midas is like, uh, sorry, uh, you weren't paying attention, this is now my factory, see the new, the new sign I taped up over yours, (laughs) and everything, and, um, you know, he explains, yeah, no, legally, uh, it's mine, I- I own this place. I am the, I became the majority shareholder. And now I am leveraging that to take over your business.
1: And there's not a lot you can do.
0: Um, and obviously, he gets,
1: the thing that's cool about this confrontation is that Tony is in the Iron Man suit, right? Yeah. He is so incensed about what is going on that he drops. The, he almost drops the facade twice. Yeah. Like that's, Actually, pretty cool to me is that this situation has him so mad that he completely forgets who that he's Iron Man at the moment, right? Like, yeah. and nearly tells like Mask already knows, but he 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 almost admits it to Midas.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so you know, um, obviously, there is no way that Midas's takeover is completely on the level. Um, and of course, as we will find out it's not but even if Tony strongly suspects that he has no way of proving any of it so meanwhile this has a a further unintended consequence in that Stark has been paying for treatment for his ex-girlfriend Marianne Rogers you may remember Marianne Rogers uh kind of lost her mind uh because of her telepathic abilities and was having all of these hallucinations. Um because because when Midas took over he cut all of that off, they're now just like, Well, you gotta get the fuck out. Um and so she just leaves. <laughs> she leaves this this uh sanitarium. And that's that's fun. Like, it's it's nice to know that our mental health I- uh, infrastructure in the United States never really worked. Uh, <laughs> even before Reagan came along and gutted a bunch of it. It wasn't really all that great to begin with. Uh, so, Iron Man number 104 has a cover by Dave Cockrum and Frank Giacoya, and is colored by George Russo's and lettered by Bruce Patterson. Um, Madam Mask and Iron Man go to the Stark Mansion, which to we find out Tony hasn't really spent any time at, uh, since, since his parents
1: died. Um, yeah. He owns it. He pays to keep, make sure, you know, do the upkeep and all that. But that's about it. Yeah. Um, and they are boning. A, and B, (laughs) uh, like, have just decided that they're completely and totally in love with each other. Which, okay, uh, I'm here for that, but this is a little fast. Um, Yeah. I am actually here for that. Like, I like this relationship. Um, I liked where it ended, the fact that where it ended in the previous Midas story was in a totally open note where he knows her identity, she knows his, like, they're they were working but she had to vanish because Midas yeah, um, and so I like this the thing, okay, the thing that is implied, but that I don't think they do enough work here is maybe that's by the end of this issue What's that? That Tony's just like, you know what? I still have a whole shitload of money. Yeah. Fuck it. Let him keep it. Um, Yeah. I don't have to have all of it, I guess. It is my life's work, but also... I've been Iron Man and Tony Stark for so long. Maybe I can just be one or the other for a little while. And I like that sentiment is definitely here, but I don't think it's earned. Well, I mean,
0: let's be real. I mean, the, the situation in the United States at the, you know, is, and has been for a long time that if you are wealthy and Tony Stark is ridiculously wealthy, Uh, You have to work pretty hard to lose it all. Um, Yeah. Like, now, Tony could probably, if he were to have zero income, maybe use up his fortune being Iron Man. Simply because of the sheer amount of money that one would have to sink into an Iron Man armor in order to constantly be upgrading it and repairing it and blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. The infrastructure of that would probably cause his net worth to go down, given a long enough timeline. Uh, but no, no wealthy person, even even though he's lost his business and does not have specific income coming in from being CEO of Stark International. No wealthy person just has like a pile of money. Like, no, no wealthy person is out here Scrooge McDucking into a fucking money bin or anything like that. Even if it's just sitting in a bank, Tony Stark could easily live off of the interest that his money is bringing in. But chances are he's had people like investing his money elsewhere and like making more of it, and I doubt that's gonna stop. So he doesn't have to work,
1: but no, and he doesn't have to have like I mean he's even sort of dabbling with quitting being Iron Man. Yeah. Um. the the upshot is at the at least After this initial conversation, he's like, I'm going to go at least find out how hard it would be to win back what I made, um, meaning Stark International. Uh, so he leaves Mask at the, um, the mansion, and it turns out Sitwell's there, and they're going to have a problem, because he thought Whitney was dead, Yeah, and she's like, okay, hold on, uh... I know this looks bad, but we need to talk. And she, he's like, I'm done talking. You're going directly to jail. Um, the The thing... I don't know.
0: This, this... I'm not sure. So, I feel like Iron Man just kind of gets out to clear his head. Like, he's having problems trying to decide what he's going to do like is he okay with just giving up and like living living a life of leisure with Madame mask um and uh i forgot there's a lot of shit that happens in just this issue isn't there um yeah because you've got sit well you've got uh michael o'brien is called out to the uh, to where Harry Key splattered and it's then that he realizes oh shit Tony's in, in a lot of trouble um, and then uh, Jasper and uh, Tony and Ma- Madam Mask um, because Tony comes back home and finds Sitwell holding a gun on Madam Mask Um and i'm not i'm not sure what to make of sitwell in all of this um in terms of yeah he's obviously acting the way he is because he's been spurned by the woman he loves i get that um i feel like it's kind of too soon to be introducing another dude who is angry because tony stark stole a Uh, somebody's girlfriend uh, because we just wrapped up O'Brien but whatever Uh, but he is he is demanding to uh, turn mask over Um, at the end of this he walks away Um, but
1: yeah it's Well, I mean, I I I do like, at one point during the fight, so Sidwell's actually holding his own, kind of, but that's because he's basically got enough cover that he can duck and move. Um, Fire, duck, and move. And he, during, at at the point that Iron Man finally has him dead to rights, uh, Mask is like, hey, assholes, do I get a choice? what's going I do on like that I do yeah. really like like that she jumps down and she's like... like hey fucking quit it like I'm the one I hate it when you do this right <laughs> like she's just like I hate I am not an object you fuckers um and she basically tells him look I'm sorry I I'm really sorry that you needed to think I was dead I'm really sorry I did it after you got your ass just handed to you. Cause Sitwell was in the hospital when he found out Mask had died, um, and you know, I, I'm, I'm, it's shitty that that went down that way. But uh, I'm, I'm choosing Tony, or I'm choosing Iron Man, and he's like, I, shit, and he drops the gun and walks away. Um, having a bit of an existential crisis and they uh, they make out
0: (laughs) yeah they kiss as he walks away Uh, the issue ends with Marianne Rogers uh, like a guy there's a random dude who tries to help her but she just straight up blanks him out Um, Yeah,
1: destroys his mind yeah um
0: So, yeah, the only other thing is that in the course of this, Jack of Hearts is, like, thinking about, like, man, I really need to find a way to help Iron Man. Tony Stark is really getting railroaded here. Uh, Plus, like, I could kind of use someone to kind of help me learn how to navigate this shit. Um so yeah um Iron Man number 105 has a cover by Dave Cockrum Terry Austin and John Costanza and is colored by Francois Mouly and lettered by John Costanza um as as Tony is is dealing with um with the loss of stark international you know he at one point i think it's in this issue, this issue he and mask go for a horse back ride uh <laughs> i was going how do i how do i word this horse ride they they ride horses
1: <laughs> um, brain fart <laughs>
0: yeah i don't know uh but they they go for a horseback ride and you know, Tony is like talking about talking about talking his way through these issues, trying to figure out like, you know, I never really had much interest in just being the idle playboy. Um, is that something I can even do? Um, and no, no, it's probably not. Like we've established, this character is not that type of guy. Yeah. Um, you know a rational per a, a person who can be happy sitting back doing nothing uh, does not when injured and told your heart sucks now uh, build an armor to go and fight crime with <laughs> like <no. laughs> yeah uh, that's not that's not that that's not how that goes um the the thing about it is, so in the course of all of this, we wind up with a meeting of the Iron Man Best Friends Club uh, that has O'Brien as the Guardsman, the Wraith, Gene DeWolf, Eddie March, um, and then Jasper, Sp- Jasper Sitwell, Jack of Hearts, and Nick Fury. Um, Nick Fury let's be real Nick Fury cares only because Stark is too big a defense contractor to
1: have in the hands of this random guy exactly like, he he needs he needs stability when it comes to this that's the only thing he cares about like, yeah I mean it's I, not oh, Tony specifically it's just that Tony's his guy for this like that's what it is I,
0: I think I think like if in a situation like this, Nick Fury might be like, I'm sorry that happened, uh, but he's still just going to be like, but that's, like, all things being equal, that's a you problem. I have yeah. much bigger issues, but the fact that Midas is the one who takes it over and he's just like, this is not something that can stand. So he, he tosses in with it, and so they start trying to work out how to go about this, and they realize that ultimately... They have to get Tony Stark to give a shit uh, that this is happening. And uh, meanwhile, we find out uh, Abe Klein tries to get a hold of Tony Stark, but uh, he calls Tony Stark's red phone. And Tony is just like, oh, my red phone. The Avengers must be calling. Is that a call I want to take? Blah, blah. And then it's just like, oh. They hung up. Must not have been important then. But it's just like Abe was grabbed by um, by Iron
1: Man armors. Yeah, uh, last issue we saw that um, somehow Midas has managed to construct Iron Man robots. Essentially, well,
0: via Klein,
1: clearly. Via we um, we it's cl- yeah via Klein. Um, uh, and
0: it turns out that Klein is the one who. Was the mole within Stark International. Uh, Going going back to the point at which he was hired. The reason he came to Tony Stark was at Midas' behest. And as we find out, uh, it's because Klein was separated from his wife and daughter in the Holocaust. uh, And Midas has been holding over his head the possibility that his wife and daughter are alive and that he knows where they are. Um, And it's, it's one of those things that's very easy to say, like, why would you, why would you gamble everything on that possibility? But I'll, Um, I'll be honest. Like if it were me, I would, I would do it in a heartbeat. I would sell out anyone and everyone. I'm sorry. But like, if it were, if it were, you know, turn against someone, and maybe have a chance of seeing your wife and daughter again. I would do it. Fuck yeah. I'm sorry. Like, it's my wife and daughter, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever. Um. So, the Iron Man Best Friends Club shows up uh, at Stark House. and uh, And they're just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, get in this. Go and do something. And, uh, and ultimately, like, Tony's not having it, um, but then Sitwell kind of forces it by, by threatening, uh, Whitney, Madame Mask. And it's at that point that Iron Man's just like, you motherfucker. Yeah. Fine. Um... We do check in at the end of the issue with Marianne Rogers, who uh, took a train and uh, left everybody in her car, in the, in the train car that she was in catatonic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you so, know,
1: this has like... I, I like this idea of like, um, the threat that Marianne this is grow this was growing on me because I at the minute or while it was happening I'm like, this is dumb, I don't care, move on. Um but this is the the threat that Marianne Im- embodies, I guess, um is being shown to be greater and greater as she travels towards him. It's right. kind of like uh I don't know, the first thing that comes to mind is the uh Constantine with uh, the, as the spear gets closer and clo- the movie, as the spear gets closer and closer to um, whatever city they're in, that uh, more and more damaging things happen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, like, I just like this sort of setup is nice. Um, yeah. I ha- even while I'm liking it, I'm like, I don't think it's going to pay off in any, like, reasonable way. Um, and the way that it does yeah. paint, we'll get, we'll get to it.
0: Yeah. Um, the thing, the thing about it is at this point in time, we don't, we have yet to have any concrete indication that Marianne has a specific animus toward Tony. Uh, it's only in 106 that she specifically says she's gunning for Tony. Uh, yeah. Um, Whereas up until now, it could have been, like, up in... At this point in time, it could just be she's trying to return to Tony. Um, Yeah. And And that...
1: She is just dangerous, right? Like, just being around her is just dangerous. Not... Right. Not anything... uh, There's no animus there. Yeah. Animus is... Or anemnity. Like, she's not evil yet. She's just dangerous.
0: Right. Um and I and I think it's interesting to look at the concept of telepathy from this standpoint where if someone's powerful enough and they have no training they really are a danger to everyone around them <laughs> like Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you are telepathic and unfocused and crazy enough then yeah, like you could absolutely wreck the people around you. Um, Alright. So, that brings us to Iron Man number 106, uh, which has a cover by Dave Cockrum, Terry Austin, and Irving Watanabe, and is lettered by Gaspar Saladino and Denise Wall. Um, Iron Man grudgingly agrees to go and uh, take the fight back to Midas. Um, Gene DeWolf kind of puts Jasper back in his place after the bullshit he pulled with threatening Madame Mask. Yeah, and I Sid like Will's this. And just like, yeah.
1: <laughs> I like this moment because he's like, she's like, she's like, hey, you're an asshole. Don't do, yeah. what the hell, man? And yeah. she's like... And Sitwell's like, uh, yeah, I know, I, I, I. There were better, there were probably better, but not faster ways to get this done. Yeah, and they leave, they all get in uh, her Marion or, yeah, De weird car and uh, speed off toward the uh, conflict.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, so we we. We have them attack Stark International, and it turns out that there are kind of three stages to this. Mm -hmm. There are the Iron Man armies that are armors that Midas copied, which are not as good as the actual Stark armors. Then there are the Stark armors, which Midas controls, and then there's Midas himself. And it turns out that Midas now has an exoskeleton that he can wear that Klein put the finishing touches on which allow him to walk uh, even though he's apparently generally too heavy to do so. Um, Which I'd kind of forgotten about since the last time we saw him.
1: I didn't remember that either.
0: But by the same token, I only vaguely remembered Midas to begin (laughs) with. Like, he was so... He was sort of a, he was a MacGuffin for the Madam Mask story right. the last time around. Yeah. So and it was Whatever. very,
1: it was a very James Bondy storyline. That yeah. one was because yeah, was. there was lots of him as Tony infiltrating these you know rich people conferences and like skirting around the background trying to figure out what was really going like very very James Bondy and then It was very James like Whitney Frost was very much a Bond girl
0: in that regard. And Midas is a is a very Blofeld type mm-hmm. villain. Um so yeah. Um but his exoskeleton allows him to walk and also confers upon him the ability to turn things to gold. So That'll come up, um, but anyway, it does. Sitwell rejoins the fight, and he's just like, "Hey, will you guys take me back?" And they're like, "Whatever, fight something. We don't give a shit." <laughs> um, so
1: it's a the two, thing. I will. It's a two pronged attack with the heavy hitters um, of Iron Man, Guardsman, and Jack of Hearts going. Coming in from the air, which I guess Guardsmen can fly now. Whatever. Uh, he could before. Yeah. Well, I thought they said at one point that the armor wasn't constructed to do that, but I don't...
0: In a, At the it, very least, in its last appearance, it could fly.
1: Okay. Um, so those three heavy hitters go directly toward Midas's um, tower, f- spaceship thing. Um, His and Platform. And then the others are assault the front gates basically to cause to draw away some of the uh Midas uh goons,
0: yeah, because if you recall Midas has a whole like Grecian thing going on um so all of his all of his goons are dressed like hoplites mm-hmm so. I guess I guess there are kind of four. There's the the goons, the copy armors, the actual armors, and then Midas himself. So, yeah. Uh,
1: the um, the copy armors get torn through, like they're shredded. Yeah, yeah. they're they're cray paper to um, to these, especially the heavy hitters. They probably do a little better against like Eddie March, but um, who's Eddie is literally out here just punching. Like, <laughs> at least Gene
0: and Sitwell have guns, but Eddie, Eddie is just like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna punch some stuff. And against goons, sure. I mean, they have guns, but whatever. Eddie's here. He's he's part of things. <laughs> I don't know,
1: um, and I don't know what
0: um... the wraith. Yeah. The Wraith is really annoying in all of this because most of what the Wraith does is sit around thinking about how he knows
1: Tony Stark is Iron Man. Yes. I don't see like, him do anything else. He just reminds even us. Even in the fight, yeah. even
0: in like the actual fight, like occasionally we're reminded that Wraith is there, yeah. but it's literally because he's in the background just like, Tony Stark is Iron Man and I know that but none of these other people do with the exception of and it's just like dude what the fuck
1: (laughs) lend a hand Um, so eventually the weaker assault team is uh, knocked out possibly killed um, by an exploding copy armor at that point um, the Stark armor start attacking Tony and this ends with Midas gloating and it's a downer ending, right? Like, it's a... Uh, right. The, the, all the good guys except Iron Man are down possibly dead and this is when Marianne is at the gates of Stark International walking through this rubble being like I'm hope he'll. I'm hope he he will be glad to see me. I and will remember me, and he, Why he might even take me in his arms and kiss me the way he used to before I kill him, and yeah. like oh, oh no, like yeah that. Like I, like I said when I was reading this, I was like, all right, like whatever, Marianne stuff, moving on, and then but like as we're going through this again, like I like this moment because it's like. I've seen what you're capable of now. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, and, like, we've seen what she's
0: capable of of against people she has no actual anger toward. Right. Like, these were just randos. Like, these were just people on a train, and she still just blanked them out. But whatever. Maybe not even on
1: purpose. Like, the guy in the car she blanked because she didn't want to talk to him, right? And he yeah. was, he was like, trying to make, you know, hey, no, I can give you a ride. No, it's fine. No, really. And she, she was like, I'm good. He's like, oh, no, but it's a long way. You're in Connecticut. Um, <laughs> and he, she was like, ah, yeah. just wiped him and then kept walking. Like, yeah. okay.
0: Yep. So Iron Man number 107 is, Has a cover by Keith Pollard, Joe Rubenstein, and Irving Watanabe. Penciled by Keith Pollard, inked by Fred Keita, lettered by Denise Wall. Um, Iron Man manages to make it through the other Stark armors, but winds up brought low by Midas, who turns his armor to gold. Um, Ostensa. We, we are led to believe at first that Tony himself was turned to gold, but yeah, uh, the others are all turned to gold as well. And we find out that Midas's plan is he's going to use them to line the (laughs) line, these shelves and people will think, oh, they're just really impressive golden statues when actually they're just all his enemies. (laughs) Um, meanwhile midas is just like yeah so your family is dead klein uh nazi who was trying to make his way to south america he told me about your family they are categorically dead uh fuck you and abe klein is just like no uh but uh and this is after this
1: this is after he admits to what he thinks is a golden statue of iron man that he was the one that did all of it, right? Or yeah. he was, the, he was the mole for Midas.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so the statues are all taken and set up on their shelf. Uh, however, Jack of Hearts, his powers eventually counteract the golden touch, uh, that Midas's exoskeleton is capable of. Uh, and he is free. In the process, he knocks over the the Iron Man statue, and this is when we find out that inside, Tony was fine. He was able to seal up his armor and thus prevent himself from being turned to gold. Um, he falls, and the armor comes apart. Um, I like, but he's able to what?
1: I like what comes next. There is that he's able to cobble together another armor. Based on, because of all the shattered pieces of the Stark yeah. armor that's around him. That's yeah. real cool. Um, and very Iron Man 3 sort of idea. Like, I I just like the fact that he's able to... There's enough detritus, but functioning stuff around that he can be right. like... Chest piece from this one, boots from these two, uh, gauntlets from over here, helmet... Fuck god damn it, just turn it on. And like he's he's doing all of this while his heart tries to die again. Yeah. Um I like that a lot.
0: Yeah. Uh in the process of this, Midas discovers oh Tony Stark was Iron Man. Uh but then as they're fighting, Marianne comes in and she gears up a big old mind blast for Tony. Uh but he dodges and it hits Midas so Midas just goes down into a comatose pile Um, I did forget to mention in the course of this Abe Klein uh, attacks Midas um, and is knocked away Uh, and so he is he is dying but uh he and tony have a have a moment um wherein tony kind of grants him absolution for his uh betrayal and klein dies um marianne meanwhile has been rendered completely just babblingly uh gone (laughs) um and so he's just like okay well let's get you back to the hospital um and so yeah it's it's a pretty pirate victory um for tony yeah uh, because everybody as far as he knows everybody but jack of hearts may be dead um yeah.
1: he was and, the uh, last person before he got turned to gold initially Um, he had run across the downed members of the ground assault team and were like, oh shit, Whitney's dead. She's not moving and he couldn't get any vitals off of her. Um, so
0: yeah. Uh, so that's kind of where we leave that for the moment. And then we turn to Avengers number 164 which has a cover by George Perez and John Totec-Leone uh, written by Jim Shooter and John Byrne, penciled by John Byrne, inked by Pablo Marcos, colored by Phil Rachelson, lettered by Denise Wall, and edited by Archie Goodwin. Everybody is sitting around you know, now that now that things have slowed down for a minute, we have a chance to actually try and figure out how the fuck Wonder Man is here.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Beast is having problems because everybody keeps talking over him. And like Stark brought this woman, Alice in, uh, and he's like, you know, everything that Alice is doing, I am fully capable of doing why I'm sucking on the hero front. I'm sucking on the science front. Like what the fuck am I even doing here? Um, the upshot of what they discover is technically Simon's not alive, but It's just because he's a new form of life Um, and that what they thought was cellular decay back in his first appearance was actually his body changing. So he never actually died. He just kind of went to sleep for a while while his body changed. Um,
1: So Beast... It's interesting that they've decided to be like his cells are like mini fusion reactors that's where all the power is coming from yeah. like that's why he's been transmogrified this way but, yeah Yeah. okay
0: uh so beast leaves and he's just like i i don't know what the fuck i'm doing and he goes and uh Gets a hot dog, but like the the hot dog vendor screams and run, runs away. And Beast is just like, well, that's pretty much what was expected. But then he gets straight mobbed by these women that are just like, oh my God, you're the Beast. You're so cute. I want to touch your fur. I want to fuck you. Like all <laughs> this stuff. So um, as this is happening, somebody drives past. Um, and is just like puts his head down (laughs) and (laughs) everything. But, uh, we don't, we don't find out right then who it is. It's like a second later. And then it's just like, oh yeah, it was Count Nefaria. And it's like, then why not just have it be Count Nefaria? Why are we whatever? Uh, but so he goes and, uh, he pays a visit to Power Man who last we saw, was fighting Luke Cage yeah, um, were... and lost his name to him. Uh, and he's now just like fed up with all of it. So he's now working at a warehouse um, and Nefaria is just like, hey, I can give you more power. I can make it, make it so that not only will people respect you, you can get your name back. You can, you know. You can put all of these people in their places. Um, And Power Man's like, yeah, all right, cool. Uh, And he's like, great. So you'll just have to break out our other two members. Um, The Wizard, meanwhile, is reading about the prison break. uh, And he's just like, got to go help and goes to do so. But as that happens... The Scarlet Witch comes in and she's like, Dad, what are you doing? Uh, you have a shitty heart. And he's just like, Yeah, but like, I can't do nothing. And, uh, whatever. But, um, she, meanwhile, is just like, I, on the other hand, can go, uh, oh no, I'm sorry. The Wizard was reading about the prison break, but then saw a news report about a bank robbery, and that's what he was going to go do. Uh, she says, no, you stay here. I will go and look into it. Um, so we switch to the bank, and it's Power Man, and the two people he broke out of prison were Whirlwind and Living Laser. Um, the A bunch of the Avengers show up, um, and... Um excuse me. The uh the three villains are able to escape with a bunch of money. They go to this townhouse where it turns out Count Nefaria has this lab downstairs, and there are all of these scientists who are really salty about how Nefaria never paid them the last time around. But he's like, No, you'll get paid, you'll get your money blah 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 and one of them
1: he well so the villains escape from the avengers because it's clear that they've been juiced somehow as yeah. well like they're a lot they don't get away with as much money as they were wanting but they do get away um yeah. because of that
0: <laughs> so they come back in and one of the, one of the scientists here is former nazi professor sturdy who worked with baron zemo on the original wonder man project um it turns out that nefaria in addition to hiring these three dudes has an ulterior motive who would have guessed that from a guy named nefaria like just just a tip um (laughs) if you are going to be working for someone if their name is Nefaria, don't do it. They're going to fuck you over. Like that is not a trustworthy person. Like, I I get Okay, even if it's a family name, like you were born with the name Nefaria. If you decided to keep the name Nefaria, you're up to some shit. Yeah. And like but shockingly, he's He's got an ulterior motive in all of this. I love,
1: I, I love the idea of going for a job interview with the name Nefarious. So uh, it says here, wait a minute, is your last name Nefaria? Yeah, you know, that doesn't look good immediately, right? <laughs>
0: it's like, why do the Green Lanterns hire a guy to be a cop named Sinestro?
1: Yeah. Like, <laughs> what oh. the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and it's like well his name is sinestro i guess we probably should have seen this coming anyway
0: yeah it's just like hal jordan shows up and he's like hey sinestro's been up to this shit some shit and the guardians are like what but he's the best green lantern and hal jordan is like his name is sinestro <laughs> um, but anyway so uh
1: Back at Avengers Mansion, we're trying to have a meeting about something. Uh, yeah. And and Cap is like, also, by the way, we seem to suck at this lately. And yeah. uh, I'd like to get that cleared up. Um, yeah. Tony's not there. Or Iron Man's not there, which is another thing they're kind of pissed off about. It's, they just don't, nothing's clicking and Cap's having had it almost had enough of it. Yeah. Um, Beast finally arrives and they have a quorum, but a car crashes through the through the wall, and when they go to check outside, it's these three bozos again.
0: Right. Wonder um Wonder
1: Man just is like, fuck it, I'll get these guys, and just immediately gets his ass handed to him because uh, he just jumped into a situation without knowing what it was going on. Um. No. Everybody else tries to take out a a member of this crew. Uh, Jan was hurt in the in the car crash, so she's yep. not coming to help. Um. Yep. And really, the only buddy that the only person that's going to have any shot taking them all down probably is is uh, Scarlet Witch, but. Yep. It, she basically gets s- sidelined no they do they do end up taking all of them down, and this ends with nefaria showing up being like well, the, uh,
0: the I... others the lethal legion as they call them on the cover, wind up uh their powers start cutting out on them
1: that's what it is yeah
0: uh and then like they're quickly defeated. But then before anything has a chance to really happen, Nefaria shows up and he's just like, yes, I'm here to stomp you all into paste. Um, which brings us to Avengers number 165, which has a cover by George Perez and Mike Esposito and is written by Jim Shooter. Uh, I will say Avengers number 165 is the first appearance of Henry Peter Gyrick. Um, really? He do what? Really? Yeah, he's in this issue. They don't he doesn't get named, uh, but he uses the he uses the destruction at Avengers Mansion as an opportunity to get in and take some photos. Um, And this is his first appearance. Now, if you're unfamiliar with Henry Peter Gyrick, uh, you may know him from the X-Men animated series from the 90s where he was kind of a general government douche uh yeah generally a an antagonist um but at like this you know, point in time
1: in a really uh backstabby kind of way like yeah henry peter gyrick is a dick um yeah. but like never in a way that you get to punch him for it
0: right, right? it's all it's always in service of the country and blah 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 yeah. uh at this point in time so here before long I think within the next thirty issues, uh, the Avengers actually become government sanctioned, and you know up until now it's they've been sort of the preeminent superhero team, but this they actually become like an arm of the government, and Guyric is their liaison.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but anyway, so. He's kind of in the background of all of this running around taking photos of, of Avengers Mansion. But the the upshot of all of this is that Count Nefario winds up kind of a Superman. In that he's able, he's got the super speed of Whirlwind. He's got eye lasers from li- Living Laser. He's got super strength from Power Man. Uh, that it turns out while these scientists were quote unquote upping the powers of these three. They were actually analyzing their cellular structure in order to copy it over to Nefaria. Um, he beats the ever loving shit out of the Avengers. Um, he, he straight rake wreck, wrecks them. Yeah. Um, Wonder Man. Wonder Man is still feeling a lot of trepidation and That ultimately kind of like there's a moment where he's like, I could have, I could have ended this if I had attacked with so-and-so. But my indecision means that I missed my opportunity and now I'm kind of alone against him. Um, But uh, he gets knocked through a wall of the mansion. And Jarvis is like, oh, shit. And Wonder Man's like, hey, uh, you may want to go check on the power uh, to the mansion. And it's kind of and initially it's kind of like, well, who gives a shit? Like there are bigger issues. But it turns out is that the reason is because Vision is in a tank downstairs uh, after the attack on Ultron still recovering. And if there is an interruption of power, it could wind up killing him. So Jarvis goes downstairs and kicks on the secondary power in order to keep Vision safe. Um, Nefaria... Sorry.
1: The, yeah, Will, Wonder Man goes and joins the rest of them out on the street. At this point, Nefaria's kind of just had, like, okay, I'm done with this. And he picks up an apartment building and drops it on the five of them. Um, which... Uh yeah I mean Panther well, was awful. before
0: before that happens I do want to mention one thing and that is that Cap throws his shield at um yeah. at Nefaria Nefaria catches it and he's just like this is fucking stupid and he goes to crush the shield and discovers he can't and he's like what the fuck I'm supposed to be like the strongest there is um but let's be real even even the hulk couldn't so yeah relax your shit um but so he just he tosses it aside (laughs) and uh with even just an offhanded toss nearly takes off black panther's head and it's at that point that he's just like okay i'm done with this and he drops an apartment building on them um this is the point at which we are first inter- introduced to Gyric, although not by name. There's cops, they have a barricade keeping people back, and he just walks through and they're like, Who the fuck are you? And he's just like, Government. And, uh, yeah. So, um, Nefaria goes and, um, he goes to rob a bank, but then quickly realizes, you know what? I'm basically a god among men. Like, what purpose does money have for me anymore? I don't need to buy anything. Anything I want, I can just walk up and take. So what point does it serve? So he's just like, hey, you're attractive. And he grabs this woman. (laughs) And uh, he's taking her off to uh, the top of this building, presumably to force himself upon her. Uh, before he can, the wizard shows up and starts punching him at super speed. However, we've already established he has whirlwinds powers, but like souped up, so he just is like, you might as well be standing still, bro. Um, he kind of he kind of gets a little like he taunts he taunts wizard. By saying, you're an old man, like you're past your prime. What the fuck are you going to do to me? And Wizzer is just like, well, you're no young dude yourself. I mean, you've got maybe 20 or 30 years tops, and then it's going to be like you never existed. And Nefaria is like, oh, fuck, you're right. Shit, I got I to gotta do something. Uh, as this is happening... Uh, Dr. Nazi pulls himself out of the wreckage um, and heads off to go and confront Nefaria. Uh, Iron Man arrives, finally having uh, a break in stuff over in his book. Starts digging out the apartment building and discovers that the Avengers have survived and were in the process of trying to extricate themselves somehow. Um... And, uh, he's just like, okay, you guys sit back. I'm going to take on Nefaria. And the rest are just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, we're a goddamn team. We've always been a team. Even if you are one of our stronger members, you don't get to just roll in and say, you'll handle it. Um, Nefaria comes back and he's just like, where's Thor? I need Thor. Like, um...
1: I really like the confrontation when Iron Man shows up though, before we, I, I just want to say that real quick is that he's like, Hey, you guys look like you've been through the ringer. I'm just trying to do, you know, all I want to do is the, you know, give you guys the part, you know, some time to rest. And cap's like, first of all, you don't even know what the ringer is. Fuck you. Second of all, and then I don't need you protecting me. And, uh, Scarlet Witch gets in his face and is like, also, neither do I. You need to do some fucking leadership here. Like, let's be a team, goddammit. And he's like, whoa, okay, all right. I only meant to, like, lead or step down. And before we can get anything from that, Nefaria breaks through the fucking wall and is like, give me Thor now. And we're like, we can't get Thor.
0: Yeah. just Thor does his thing like
1: Thor is an Avenger on his time like yeah that's the thing right now dude and he's like he's not taking no for an answer right um what else happens here I know they just punch each other a bunch
0: they (sighs) they start so Iron Man jumps in and the others are like dude we were just and uh it does not go well um, Yellow Jacket, Yellow the others all, you know, join the battle. Yellow Jacket attacks some, but then he's just like, you know what, no, and he fucks off. And they're just like, where the fuck is Yellow Jacket going? What's what's going on? Um, but they don't really get a chance to follow up on that because they're all immediately like brought down by Nefaria again but before he has a chance to do anything Thor shows up uh which brings us to Avengers number 166 which has a cover by George Perez Ernie Chan and Danny Crespi um Thor and Nefaria duke it out um and uh Thor is Thor is a little nervous in this fight. Like when he first shows up, he's just like, whatever you're it's another villain. I'm the God of fucking thunder. But then he, as they're fighting, he realizes, Oh, this guy's, this guy's on the level. Like this is not someone who's posturing. He has a lot of power. Um, and, uh, it turns out that Nefaria is specifically after Mjolnir, Um because he thinks that that is what keeps Thor alive, um, which but also no. Um, yeah. So but we never we never get an opportunity to have Nefaria try to pick up Mjolnir because... Uh, he never really gets a chance. Um, Beast meanwhile takes off after Yellow Jacket, and he's like, "What the fuck, man? Why did you just leave everybody?" Uh, no, not of course, not to put too fine a point on it. So did you, Beast? Yeah. Um, but it turns out that Yellow Jacket went inside to try and wake up Vision. Um, he is successful. Vision steps out, and they're just like. Nefaria killing the avengers we need your help and he's just like understood uh, there is a there's a moment here where uh beast comments on um
1: waking him up early and like whether or not there's going to have any repercussions there
0: well the fact that vision is acting less human he's than more, he has in yeah, the past
1: more robotic than um, i've ever seen him
0: So Vision goes out to join the fight. Um, however, his normal, his normal tactics of going intangible, sticking his hand in the dude's chest and then solidifying don't work. Um, he tries, but it does not go well. Uh, he can't phase through him, uh, because Nefaria is just too, uh, powerful. Uh... Nefaria is just like, "Oh shit. Does that mean I can hit you while you're intangible?" And it turns out that it yes, he can. Um So, we do get a we do get a chance to see what happened to Wasp during all of this, and it turns out after the car came plowing through the mansion, she was taken upstairs to a bedroom and uh has been recovering from that since then Uh, she comes to Jarvis is just like please stay here and she's like I can't there's shit going on Um, as all of this is happening Professor Sturdy shows up um, and uh, Sturdy tries to tries to uh, tell Nefaria that one of the side effects of this treatment uh <laughs> is that intentionally uh while nefaria is very strong, he's also going to age much more rapidly. Uh, I think he says for every for every ten minutes uh for every minute it's ten minutes for every
1: a year for every two hours,
0: yeah, um, and nefaria is just like, what?" Uh, and he's just like, look, you've aged just in the time this fight has been going on. And Nefarious is like, no, <laughs> and, and at that takes point, off.
1: Well, I love that at that point, Sturdy's like, ha, 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 I, and only I know how to control your aging process. Only I could have saved you. And then he dies. And <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. Um, yeah. Um,
0: and I, I like that. I like that for Nefarious' part, he kind of goes, well, I'm dying. I have next to no time left, so I might as well carve as big a mark on this planet as I can before I die. So he goes out to just cause as much damage as he possibly can in his live fast, die young uh, moments as he can. Uh, so Wasp comes out and she's just like, oh shit. What's, what are we going to do? And, she,
1: uh, she does triage real quick on everybody and is like, yeah. okay, Wanda, s- snap out of it. Yeah, no, your, your husband's being weird. It's fine. We'll, we'll figure that out later. Come on, let's go. Yeah. Uh, Panther is nowhere to be seen. Uh, Cap was the worst she's like wonder man you're fine uh thor or no thor's gone too so uh wonder man you're fine cap looks like she's he's the worst off all right what is our plan we need to go after the heavy hitters for sure um and cap's like okay round two let's do this i can go and they're like um, no, no, <laughs> no, that's not <laughs> happening. Lay your ass down now. Yeah. And, uh, Iron Man's like, okay, or Captain America's like, okay, uh, Wonder Man, take the shield. It seemed to be the only thing that was capable of at least taking a punch from him. Yeah. I'm a nap. Um, they, <laughs> so everybody that's
0: still able to joins the fight. I, the... The thing that I really like here is that the the fight winds up ending because Vision fucks off, and they're just like, "What?" He flies several miles straight up. Uh,
1: oh yeah, the from to, God.
0: It <laughs> <laughs> changes to his most dense state, and then just drops and lands on Nefaria. Um this so, is able to take Nefaria out for the moment. I mean, you know, of course the question is going to be containment, but well, he but like, he has managed to do what nobody else has done and actually hurt
1: Nefaria. Which um this is a um just as a you know, bit of trivia. Uh there is actually this is a weapons platform a theoretical weapons platform has always been out there since like the seventies or something that you take tungsten rods. They don't mm-hmm. even have to be that big, but they're just very dense and pretty, you know, fairly heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you take them to sub orbit heights, uh, and drop them on your target. And mm-hmm. by the time if, if they're aerodynamic enough, well, not only do they, they heat up like a son of a bitch, but also, if they are dynamic enough, they, their terminal velocity is extremely high, and mm-hmm. by the time they hit the ground, it's like a, I don't remember, it's several megatons of nuclear bomb when it hits yeah. the ground. So this is basically what we're doing here. And yeah. that's fucking awesome. So And I, th- I, mean, I think not only, the, most... the only part thing is that it would definitely destroy most of New York. Well, right,
0: and that, and that's that's my whole thing is just I don't know how they managed to do this in the middle of New York and not lay waste to most of the city. Yes, yeah. um, I mean now we, a case yeah. a case could be made that given given that Nefaria is uh, has l- gone off his rocker due to the news that he's going to age and die. Uh, quickly it may there may be a decision by someone way up the line who's just like that's an acceptable loss compared to what Nefaria would have done had he not been taken down that is not what I'm trying to say but just that I'm sure somebody could easily make the case however misguided it may be that it would be um But but at the end of this, we resume the squabbling (laughs) Um, because they're just like, you know, Thor. um, They start bitching at Thor because Thor just kind of comes and goes as he pleases. And he's like, I'm the God of Thunder. I have other shit to do. Like, what do you want? Uh, and they're like, we can't do this. We can't rely on you as one of our heavy hitters, and have you may maybe show up. Um, and Cap, meanwhile, Cap immediately turns on Iron Man. Iron he's Iron like, Man. yeah. Wait. If you if you were a better leader, this may not have gone as far as it did, and so on and so forth. Yellow Jacket is just like, hey, I just want to point something out. So. Sturdy survived long enough to tell me that the whole aging thing was short term. Um, and, uh, so basically once that passed, Nefaria would have been functionally immortal. Right. Um, but on the plus side, he also told Yellow Jacket how to reverse what was done to Nefaria. Um, the last thing we see before this issue ends is a guy getting, uh, getting on a ship who's carrying a picture of Wanda and Pietro and talking about them being his kids. So apparently, we are hurtling toward the point at which we find out that the wizard and uh was it Liberty Bell or Miss America I forget uh are not their parents um it was miss America whatever uh, marvel two and uh, so avengers avengers I liked it. I, well,
1: actually, this is a prime example of what we were talking about during news. I, the beginning of this story with the three goofballs, I was like, I don't care, like let's go, mm-hmm. let's do something else. But by the end of it, and then even when Nefaria shows up and he was like, I double crossed them; they were always fodder. And I'm like, okay, now Nefaria has superpowers. But for some reason, by the end of it, like enough things happened that I was like, I think I liked this story. It just took yeah. three issues for me to get into it, yeah. um, and visions all weird. Like normally, I know that I've said in the past that the squabbling and like the backbiting and all of that in Avengers feels very like out of place. Um, I like. Here it feels earned. Here it feels like... Where the hell have you been, Iron Man? Like, yeah. is this your team or is it not? And then Cap's yeah. like, you know, I could fuck off at any time too. I've got other shit I could be doing. Oh, uh, what are we doing? What, what is going on? Thor, yeah, you're right. Or er, Thor, you're right. We need to, like, figure out your situation. Um, yeah. And... It does feel very earned in a all of these like the poor decisions that Simon makes are also like if he had a better leadership structure maybe he wouldn't do these things and like it all clicks right yeah so that by the end of it I'm not pissed when they're still squabbling I'm like yeah you guys have shit and you need to work out
0: yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah uh Marvel 2-in-1, number 37. I feel like this issue we can plow through pretty quick because it's pretty straightforward. Uh, Has a cover by Ron Wilson and Joe Sinnott, written by Marv Wolfman, penciled by Ron Wilson, inked by Pablo Marcos, colored by Roger Slifer-Ling, lettered by John Costanza, and edited by Marv Wolfman. Ben Grimm is in an apartment that he rented. Uh, Something keeps... ...being shot at him that causes him to wig out. Uh, in doing so, he rips up a bit of street. Um, this causes a whole lot of people to be like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, he winds up being arrested and uh, put on trial... ...brought before a grand jury uh, where he is represented by Matt Murdock. And so, the this one's really frustrating because uh the the imperative for each issue to be a different team up means that this issue he's teaming up with matt murdoch and the next issue he's teaming up with daredevil and it's just like don't fucking lie to me to <laughs> m- to adhere to rules you put in place that's not necessary just say he teamed up with daredevil for two issues who gives a shit
1: yeah but whatever anyway so so throughout the trial well actually throughout the arraignment and all of it ben is just like you know what everybody's right i am kind of a menace right
0: yeah
1: and uh without the fantastic Four, without reed and sue to keep me in check uh maybe maybe yeah maybe i shouldn't be out on my own uh yeah so yeah lock me up And uh, Murdoch's like No we're not doing that Um, During The Indictment or during the grand jury uh, We meet This Alex Stone asshole who We'll get back to He's an asshole and he has it out for um, Ben Uh, We also Eventually the grand jury Comes back and they're like yes let's move to trial You are indicted um, and Ben gets hit by the thing. He's like at the, at the first, he's like, yep, let's do this. Exactly. But then yeah. also, uh, he gets hit with this ra- He gets hit with that thing again. That makes him go crazy. And he busts up the courtroom, which causes yeah. everyone to be like, well, this is going to look bad, right? Yeah. This is not going to go well for your trial. Uh, Alicia busts in and uh, they let him have a you know a minute with Alicia before they take him away yeah
0: um, yeah pretty pretty straightforward uh, so the the next issue um, Marvel 2 and 1 number 38 has a cover by Ron Wilson and is written by Marv Wolfman and Roger Slifer inked by Jim Mooney and colored by Janice Cohen Um, Matt Murdock is trying to get a case together but he's informed that they are going to trial that Friday Uh, he's like what I need more time and they're like the problem is that this is such a high profile case the longer we wait the, the more impossible it becomes to find an impartial jury now a case could be made it's impossible to find an impartial jury already
1: but whatever, um, I mean, he is one the of ver- the most famous heroes on the planet. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I feel like, I feel like,
0: if nothing else, Matt Murdock should be able to mistrial the fuck out of this.
1: Oh but, yeah. Um. Well, so, and especially if you're going to try him in New York, like, yeah, there's no way.
0: Yeah. So Matt decides that instead of preparing for trial he's going to go tool around his daredevil and try to find out about this Alex Stone guy. Uh, he comes across this chop shop uh, and in so doing comes up against Alex Stone um, who is clearly more than just some guy uh, because the dude rips a hydraulic uh, lift out of the ground and uses it to swing at Daredevil. Uh, Daredevil is knocked out, loaded up into a car, and dumped in the river, but he he's able to get out. Um, Matt then goes and pays a visit to Ben, and he's just like, listen, there's something going on with this guy, Alex Stone. He's involved in a car theft ring, as it is, plus he is clearly not human. Um... And Ben's just like okay, and breaks out of prison, which, <laughs> not great. I'm sorry. I know, I know that it proves that there's more going on here, but like also don't do that.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, it doesn't help your help you at all. Yeah. Uh, um, meanwhile, there's my, this or, kid. Matt sorry. tries to Matt tries to uh, sort of. Play it off as like, well, he's already wrongfully accused, so I guess he shouldn't be in prison in the first place. And I'm like, that is not how that works.
0: You're a shitty lawyer. man. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: yeah, there is this kid uh, that has been following uh, Ben around. He
0: was He was in the jail cell when Ben was first arrested, and now he's in the next cell while Ben is waiting in prison. So... Okay, like what I can understand the jail cell in the first place. Sure. I don't understand why as Ben is sitting in prison waiting for trial, this kid is next to him and not in like a juvenile facility or Yeah.
1: This is a an- this guy this kid is eleven if he's a day.
0: Yeah, he is a tiny He's, this is not, this is not an older teenager where they're basically an adult. This is, this, this this is a child, Mm -hmm. Um, but whatever. So uh, Ben goes and smashes up the car ring or the car, the car theft uh, ring And the guy that Daredevil had roughed up previously is still kind of roughed up from before. So he's just like, I'll tell you whatever you want. Uh, And so uh, Ben goes and finds this manhole cover, goes inside, uh, and there's like a full-blown lab underneath with all kinds of machinery. Um, Daredevil shows up as Ben is fighting all of these robots. Uh, Daredevil is like, oh shit, this one robot has the same heartbeat as Alex Stone, meaning that Alex Stone was a robot the whole time. Cool, we've figured that out. Um, But in the end, they're both captured, uh, and it turns out that it was the Mad Thinker. The Mad Thinker explains that um, he is... He is tired of random uh, chance, like those X factors, being the cause for his um,
1: for his defeats.
0: Yeah. He is convinced, because of his computers, the Daredevil is low level precognitive, yeah. and he's like, "So you are the thing that is missing." That will help me plan for the stuff I can't plan for. Um, and daredevil's like, no, I'm not. And the mad thinker's like, well, you're going to do what I want you to do. Otherwise thing will die. And daredevil's just like, oh, fuck. Well,
1: I mean, like, I uh, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I probably wouldn't help you anyway, but I am not. I am not precognitive, sorry. Uh, you don't know this... why I'm
0: apologizing for something I'm not? <laughs> Alright, so that brings us to Marvel 2-in-1 number 39, which has a cover by Ron Wilson and Pablo Marcos, written by Roger Slifer, inked by Pablo Marcos, colored by George Russo, and lettered by Peter Iroh. Uh, so... The mad thinker has the thing in a big th- container.
1: Yeah, it's like a which diving he is filling,
0: Yeah. Which he is filling with gas uh, in order to coerce Daredevil into doing what he wants. Daredevil says, okay, fine. I'm precognitive. Just so you know, that, con- that diving bell has a leak and if you continue this that gas is going to leak out and kill us all the thinker is just like uh I'm not sure I believe you and Daredevil's like look okay somebody a kid is about to knock on the door he will or is about to enter the room he will come in in three seconds at which point, uh, Eugene, the kid that had been following Thing around, uh, enters the room. And Mad Thinker's like, okay, okay, okay. And so he turns off the gas. Um, but Mad Thinker puts Eugene in a cell and attaches an explosive to him in order to force Daredevil... Uh, to not turn on him, uh, he also then hypnotizes the thing using these hypno goggles that he's used previously in Fantastic Four, uh, and sends them to go and capture the vision.
1: Uh, he's already created some fake visions um, from when he worked with whoever.
0: Uh, the, he so yeah he had had. The body of the original Human Torch, yeah. uh, which he used to try and force Toro to do what he wanted. Now, this is this is why the v- history of the Vision is really snarled. Yeah. Is because ostensibly, uh, the Vision was built from the body of the original Human Torch. However, the Human Torch was a uh, after that point the body of the Human Torch was used to blackmail Toro. So how does that work? But we find out in Avengers Forever that Immortus created a temporal copy of the body and so both are true. Because you know,
1: comics. Um, So yeah, he's created a miniature army of visions, but he's lacking some visionness, and he needs the original to uh, complete his plans. Yeah. Um, so he sends Ben and Daredevil to go capture Vision, and Daredevil's like, "I really don't think that's going to go the way you think it is." And Ben's like, "Oh, right, it's fine. We'll just do it." Oh <laughs> um, <Well>, yeah. <laughs> So they show up at Avengers Mansion and, uh, okay, so it seems that Hank, Pym, and uh, Vision are the only ones there. I really like the moment where Vision is like, Hank, Pym, explain hockey to me. And <laughs> Pym's like, uh, well, damn, that's hard. Okay. First of all, <laughs> humans are a social species. No. Uh, he... <laughs> He, he's like I'll, you know, I'll, I'll get right back to you. Um, uh, but somebody's at the door he goes and opens the door and is immediately beset flicked across the room unconscious by Thing uh, Vision comes in and is like what the fuck is going on and uh, Ben's like, alright now we got him, and he goes to try and wrap him up in the floor, which doesn't hold Vision because of course it doesn't uh, they gave thinker had given Daredevil a gun to shoot vision with that would basically set his once he'd gone intangible, it basically set him there, right like this is where your tangibility is locked in, and then that there's another setting on the gun that encases him in pure energy. <coughs> okay, yeah throw him in a box we take him back to um the,
0: the mad thinker attached a television set to thing and uh daredevil's like okay go get the box to get vision and thinker's like no 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 you go get the box i don't trust you so he leaves uh he is gone for 10 minutes and the Thinker's just like, he's up to something and Ben is just like nah, the box is just really heavy he'll come, and sure enough he does uh, so they load up the Vision they take him back to uh, to the Thinker's lair uh, as we pass by we see Vision or jacket's legs sticking out from the under the bookcase that fell on him. So, they get there. What it turns out actually happened is that Daredevil was able to hit the right pressure points to cause Hank Pym's circulation to speed up, which made him revive faster. They, They took off his pants, and that was filled by a bunch of ants. Um, so that it would look like Yellow jacket was still hidden there. uh once they did that, Yellow jacket put on Daredevil's costume. Daredevil got in the box and so yeah, that's where everybody's at. So uh thinker is just like, you know what, fuck you. I'm done with you trying to outthink me. So he has been try to kill Daredevil as Ben is giving uh, Daredevil the big bear hug. Um, he suddenly shrinks and disappears, and then things like what? <laughs> and uh, so they are able. They are able to free vision. Free Ben from the hypnosis and uh, defeat the mad thinker. In the process, Vision explains that when the, uh, when the computer said that Thing would bring with him someone with precognitive abilities, what it was actually referring to was Eugene. And they're like, What? and he's like Vision says who, who do you think will have won in the hockey game between the Hornets and whoever and he's like well it's this team and Ben's like that's stupid the other team has like this entire bench that's just top notch there's no way they're winning and Vision is like well actually I saw the game at the end of the game before we were abducted and he's right they did win uh blah 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 whatever
1: <sighs> so they yeah they capture he's kind of precognitive is the other thing like anyway it doesn't matter uh they capture the thinker this is a story that falls on its face <laughs> in a, in a lot of ways yeah, yeah. it's
0: i was on board for the first part of it I was on board for the whole like let's get thing in trouble um, but then from there it just it digs itself deeper so yeah. whatever Uh, so that brings us to Marvel 2-in-1 number 40 which is written by Tom DeFalco and Roger Slifer colored by Phil Rachelson lettered by Irving Watanabe and edited by Jim Shooter um, so they, Matt has everybody over to say hey thanks um, but of course Daredevil's not able to come and Vision heads on back to the mansion A because they need somebody there at L times and B because Vision doesn't really care about pizza which Vision buddy come on you're missing out um yep. but uh They have some pizza, and while they're doing that, Matt Murdock uses his Daredevil abilities to really fuck with Eugene. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, And I kind of like this, not because, like, Daredevil, Matt is obviously a dick here. (laughs) Um, But I just love the idea that Matt is just like, all right, this kid thinks he's hot shit. What if I bring him down a peg and it's just like, Matt, he's 10. Yeah. Like you're punching down. All all 10 year olds think they know everything. Uh Like I, you know, first of all, this lesson is not going to get through. No, because there's a whole lot like you can't, you can't teach a child this kind of lesson. Okay, let me give you an example. My six-year-old, <laughs> my wife and I have been enjoying watching Columbo because it's on the Peacock app and blah, blah, blah. And we enjoy it. It's total cop propaganda, but whatever. Like, it's fun to see he- see how he picks these people apart, right? Right, yeah. My daughter hates Columbo, but... I'm of the opinion that during the week, first of all, it's one of the few shows my wife and I are watching that is not wildly inappropriate for my daughter to see. Right. Everything else we're watching has, like, violence, swearing, all kinds of shit.
1: Yeah. So. You can't my let her watch daughter... the boys. Do what? <laughs> you can't let her watch the boys with you or anything like that. Right,
0: right. So my daughter hates Columbo and she's always just like why don't you watch this when I'm over at grandma and grandpa's and it's like this is the compromise kid like this is so um so she got all pissy one night and was just like I just wish you'd spend time with me instead of watching this stupid show now here's the thing my wife gets off work I'm of the opinion that she, if she wants to watch Columbo at the end of a hard day, fucking go for it. Like that, you know, Moira, you didn't have to deal with, with uh, office politics and stupid fucking agents just quitting suddenly and stuff like that. When you do, you can pick what we watch, but in the meantime, (laughs) chill the fuck out. So she's like, I just want to spend time with you. And I'm like, okay. Okay. Okay, Moira. Moira, <laughs> okay. Uh, Let's go ahead and do that. <laughs> Let's do that. And I'm like, I act like I'm turning off Columbo, but then I'm just like, oh, hey. And I, I forget what it was, but it was like, Trolls World Tour is on Hulu. on Hulu do you want to watch that? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, so it wasn't actually about spending time with us. It was about the fact that we were just watching something you didn't like. And she's like, "Uh, no, (laughs) And here's the thing. If she were older, I'd have totally caught her out, Uh -uh. but because she's six, that doesn't matter. Like nothing you do to a kid that young (laughs) is going to change the way they act they are what nothing they nothing sticks so whatever but i i just love matt being a dick here yeah um the thrust of this issue is though that thing takes eugene and takes him to school and then stays there it turns out that eugene's teacher is luke charles which who is actually black panther black panther and thing hang out and Thing is talking about his issues with trying to figure out what to do about the Fantastic Four. Uh, <clears throat> T'Challa is just like, you know, I could, I don't have any control over membership uh, in the Avengers, but we could talk to them. And uh, Thing is just like, nah, you know, the FF is the only team for me. Uh, but in the process of all of this, they find out about. A bunch of prominent black people that are being abducted um, and it turns out that the the basis for these abductions is a list of you know uh, top 40 over 40 units of melanin in their skin type list that J. Jonah Jameson put together uh and so they start trying to track down the people on it it turns out that the one doing the abducting is a vampire they go to save a violinist is that yeah. right yeah um who um it was going after and in the process the violinist stabs it in the heart with a piece of wood the vampire dies but ha 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 -ha, it turns out that that vampire is also a zombie (laughs) and that somehow so whatever so after they leave the vampire takes the piece of wood out of its heart and then goes um, Ben and T'Challa say goodnight Ben leaves and is like I'll come back in the morning and we'll figure out our next move Uh, at which point the vampire zombie though they call it a Zuvembi here because comics code um, the vampire zombie comes in and takes Black Panther
1: And they did, I don't know what it was about earlier on, oh yeah, no, they dropped, during T'Challa's teaching lesson that day, he said something about how uh, voodoo actually originated on the African continent, blah blah blah, before being, you know, changed, but originally from there, and I was like, ah, cool, we're gonna get brother voodoo. Yeah. Like from there and then the fact that it was revealed as a of uh, and I was like, Yep, alright, cool. Yeah. Uh, so sure
0: enough, in yeah. Marvel two and one number
1: forty one, uh,
0: which has a cover by Ron Wilson and Pablo Marcos and Irving Watanabe, written by Roger Slifer and David Kraft, colored by Francois Mooley, lettered by Joe Rosen. Uh thing comes back to the Black Panthers apartment. There's no answer, but Brother Voodoo is there. There's, of course, the initial like, "Who the fuck are you?" I, it's fine. I'm so no. Who the fuck are you? Uh, stuff like that. Um, they so, work out. Yeah, they their work out problems. He,
1: they don't fight, which is great. Uh, and then they work out that Black Panther was on the list of people to be taken. He must have been taken as well. Um, and we switch to an airfield where a person I didn't recognize immediately.
0: Yeah, but well, why would you? Um, <laughs> yeah, the so the last person that has yet to be taken is this uh, <clears throat> this woman who is a pilot. That does work for the UN. Uh and so Kinji Obatu, who is behind all of this, uh is forcing her to open their the airfield and take them all to uh Uganda. Um Obatu was the the squadron sinisters Doctor Spectrum. Um Now that he no longer has the crystal, uh, he's just some asshole who's on the run from Idi Amin. Uh, It turns out that the whole point of all of this is to take all of these prominent black Americans to Uganda and present them to Idi Amin. Sure. Um, In a way to get his standing back? Yeah. Uh, And... The problem that I run into is it kind of works when he gets there because yeah. it's just like, yeah, okay, but uh the the fundamental issue that I run into is um at the end of this, Black Panther says that Ediamine is going to let them go because he doesn't dare risk a a incident with both the US and Wakanda but my question is how was he not going to risk an incident before like if he had all of these people what the fuck was he going to do with them that didn't involve eventually causing an incident one of them is a famous violinist what is he going to do for the country of Uganda
1: that isn't playing music and that's at the moment at the moment you've got them quiet right like nobody knows you have them uh you can't do anything with them without letting the world know that you have them and at that point the united states is going to go um we needed a reason to crush you thank you (laughs) thanks bro (laughs) i mean the war crimes were one thing but we're america we don't really throw stones in that glass house. <laughs> well, war, cri- war crimes are not
0: provoca- enough provocation for uh, the U.S. to intercede. Now, if you were socialist, yes, the U.S. would be all over that. But just general, like, war crime committing dictator...
1: Hmm. That's your own
0: thing. So, um, so they go to Haiti... To try and do that. The the frustrating thing about this is we find out the backstory on the vampire zombie and how this uh, witch doctor who had apparently shown up previously and I don't remember uh, w- and Ubatu met up and like started working together. But it's it's relayed Via the witch doctor reminding Ubatu of all of this, and it's really unnatural. Like, there, how? He knows all of this. He (laughs) was there. But whatever. So, uh, they are. The heroes are shot out of the air, uh, because that's what happens when you're a hero in a plane of some sort you're gonna crash.
1: Um but um okay. So, Ben is directed by Brother Voodoo to crush this uh, all the souls of all these captured people got put into one receptacle along with the soul of the her soul, the soul of the vampires of Umbaye. So everybody's a of now. Um and they're all going to do um bidding, I guess. And so, Black or Brother Voodoo recognizes what's going on. He tells Black or he tells Thing to crush the receptacle. He breaks the receptacle. Everyone is freed of the this magical hold, including the, the zombie who or the vampire who goes apeshit because he's a vampire and starts just wrecking everybody's crap, including. Uh, otaku obatu 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 by turning into a bat and pushing him off a uh, thing i this story is now over like yeah yeah <laughs> i i rushed it because it, nothing much else happens except for that uh, this doesn't none of this makes any sense and isn't good for anybody let's i'm done yeah Good news is these last two issues I
0: feel like we can plow through pretty quickly too. Yeah. Uh, Iron Man number 108 has a cover by Keith Pollard Joe Sinnott and Irving Watanabe written by Bill Manlow, penciled by Carmine Infantino inked by Bob Wachek uh, which it's it's worth pointing out Bob Wachak actually just uh, put out a uh, GoFundMe because apparently uh, he has glaucoma and high fluid pressure in his eyes, so he is no longer able to work. All of his freelance work is no-go until that's under control. And so people are fundraising for him so that he doesn't lose his house. So if you have an opportunity, go and donate to that. Um, colored by Marie Severin. <laughs> Sorry. Karen. Uh, lettered by Karen Kish and edited by Archie Goodwin. Um they are getting ready to um, restore everybody who was turned to gold. Yellow Jacket is helping. Jack of Hearts is going to provide power, but there's a lot of unknowns because, like the Bio Ray, is based on the Enervator that Tony Stark built. But every time the Enervator has been used, it turned the person it was used on into a into the freak. Yeah. Uh, including Joe March and Happy Hogan, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Uh, so Tony is like freaking out because the woman he loved and all of these people he cares about are, you know, going to maybe be okay, but they could just as easily die completely. Um, I and like Yellow, ja- Yellow Jacket is just like, you got to go like,
1: yeah. just walk. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, mean, I like that he calls him out and Hank doesn't know that Tony is Iron Man, does he? Correct. Okay. So I still like that he that he tells him you gotta you gotta go. You just gotta get out of here right now, because I don't need your shit too. Like yeah. we know, man. And yeah. Iron Man gets up in his face and says, It's the woman I love if this happened to Jan and he's like, I fucking get it, okay. But But you're not helping. (laughs) You're currently not adding anything to the situation. You're just uh, making things worse. So get out. Uh, So he gets out and they start. Uh, And Yellowjacket's like, holy shit, this uh, Jack of Hearts guy seems to be comprised entirely of energy. Awesome. Um, Yeah. Hope that's never a problem. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'll be dead at the time. Um,
0: so meanwhile, there are a bunch of employees who are like digging through the rubble. One of them happens across this rod. Uh, and he's just like, what is this? Uh, it's not valuable. Throws it aside. Um, how do you know it's not valuable? You dipshit, but whatever. He tosses it. This causes the rod to activate, turning into the growing man. Growing Man starts going on the rampage Iron Man's like, awesome! Something to do! So he fights the Growing Man. It very nearly interrupts the process of restoring everybody who was turned to gold but Jack of Hearts is able to keep it going. Uh, Growing Man is defeated and everybody is restored to flesh and blood. And I was thinking about like on the one hand you can't It seems kind of, from a scientific standpoint, it seems like trying to do all six at once, or however many, it's something like six people, at once seems like a giant risk. Like, do it to one, if it doesn't work, do it to another. But then that, of course, raises the ethical question of how do you decide who's more, who, who's, who's expendable enough that, that they you go can first. test it on them first yeah. and it's just kind of like ugh, because like so my first you, my first choice would be the wraith i will say that oh you, yeah test it on the wraith
1: but <laughs> i uh how do you how do you react if you're the guy if you're the one that wakes up first though too hey yeah oh thank god it worked thank god what worked That we brought you back. You're not gold anymore. Uh huh. Where's everybody else? Oh, you were the first. Hey. (laughs) No, it's because you're so
0: you're so important. No, I'm not. We need you back first. And it's like, wait a minute. The shield agent, (laughs) the woman that Iron Man loves, like those you held (laughs) off on.
1: Hey, How you hey, even... I'm getting the feeling that you weren't 100% positive this was going to work. <laughs> it, it always it, it reminds me of the
0: uh, there was an old like first season of SNL sketch they did where they were trying to pull the plug on a comatose kid. And like Chevy Chase is like, I can't actively pull the plug but if I were to trip over the cord, (laughs) then, and they're like, yeah, yeah, I can't see him continue to, yeah, go ahead and do it. And he tries, but he keeps like tripping over it and like rips the outlet out of the wall, but it's still plugged in. And while they're doing this, John Belushi, who's playing the child sits up and he's like, oh my God, mom, dad. And he's like, Wait a minute. Were you trying to pull the plug on me? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but Iron Man number 109 has a cover by John Byrne, Terry Austin, and Irving Watanabe, inked by Fred Keita, colored by Francois Mouly, uh, and lettered by John Costanza. Um, everybody goes their separate ways, but then at the uh, after everybody says goodbye... You know, we're left with Whitney, Jack, and Iron Man. And <laughs> Iron Man is just kind of like, so you, uh... Hey, uh, Jack, you, you gonna you got, get the fuck out? You got like, some place to be here, man? Um, and Jack of Hearts asks him, like, hey, so... I'm new to this, uh, to this superhero thing, uh... I leapt into a fight against the Hulk, I leapt into a fight against you without paying attention to what I was doing. Clearly, I need to learn what I'm doing. Can you teach me? And Iron Man's just like, "Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, so they do. Meanwhile, um they they try to use this device to um to determine where the growing man rod came from uh, and they use Jack of Hearts to uh, power it but in the process every bit of information flows through Jack and he is able to parse it all and tell them immediately where the rod came from. Meanwhile, Tony uses a an LMD to you know, have he and Iron Man in the same place at the same time. Blah, blah, blah. Um, But it's like, hey, it's at the moon. So, they... Iron Man and Jack of Hearts go there uh, while Whitney Frost has to stay behind because she's a wanted criminal. And until they determine what's going to happen with her, they can't just have her off gallivanting around. So... They head to the moon. Once they get there, they're shot down. They are then attacked by Dark Star, Vanguard, and Crimson Dynamo, uh, who blame them for their being shot down. Uh, in the process, Iron Man goes pretty aggro on uh, Crimson Dynamo because he blames him for the death of Janice Cord. However, that was two Crimson Dynamos ago, so it's just like, hey. Maybe cool your shit down, and let's figure out what's going on. Vanguard, meanwhile, is also an aggro douchebag, so this does not help. Um, but, uh, they... They start realizing, okay, what shot you down shot us down. Uh, let's go and check this out. Um vanguard and crimson dynamo are going in and they are about to attack the uh, this big egg-shaped structure when iron man's just like oh shit it's getting ready to power up we've got to do something so he and jack of hearts fly at it a thing opens they go inside and then it fucking seals yeah and the the Russians are just like, oh shit, what just happened? And Darkstar's like, well, you guys were nearly fucking dumbasses and Jack of Hearts and Iron Man saved you from being dumbasses. So, overall, let's, let's talk about Iron Man this week. Um, I didn't... I feel like the Midas thing should have been given more room. Um... Because yeah. I I feel like this sort of story has come up several times, wherein Tony loses his business. Oh no, what am I going to do? Whatever, you're still rich, you stupid fuck. But whatever. Um, but like every other time it's happened, it's been like an ongoing thing. In this, it's literally he loses his business and he's like, "Well, guess I'm a, guess I get to live my own life now." And then everybody's just like, "No. Go take your business back." And he's like, "Uh, fine." And then yeah. he goes and gets it back and it's over in a few issues. Right. Um So, yeah. Uh I like Jack of Hearts trying to get a little more serious
1: about this. Um I like Jack of Hearts basically being like I suck at this. <laughs> right? Like, every time I have jumped into the middle of something, I I didn't know the score, and I made things either actively worse... No, just... A- actually, just... I've always done that. Like, you know, he takes on the Hulk without having any idea what he's doing, and yeah. it destroys a ship, um, yeah. and almost gets himself killed in the process. Here... If, I, if he would have helped Iron Man out, maybe we wouldn't have gotten this far or whatever. Um, but, like... Jack of Hearts being... Having any time to just be like, maybe I suck at this and I need somebody... Some direction is yeah. good. I like the Madden Mask stuff, like I said before. Um, the Midas story as a whole, yeah. I wouldn't have mined a little bit of breather to, like maybe let him get to with some outside pressure right but like nothing as forceful as Sidwell putting a gun to somebody's head it's um, really
0: it's really hard to buy Sidwell's heel turn and then immediate like
1: hey guys oh, yeah. i'm really
0: sorry about that whole threatening to murder someone thing um
1: can i be can I, we be buds can again come back like yeah whatever um it's it's because, like I think I enjoyed this week of Iron Man with a bunch of caveats.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's it's one of those things like I enjoyed it, but also like there were things that I'm like I wish you'd done that differently. But yeah. Overall, um I I enjoyed it. I'm still angry about Bram Velsing. Well, of course. Um but, I mean, that's fine. <laughs> Whatever.
1: Uh, top five. Top five. The Watcher's Guide's Top Five. Top
0: five. All right. So, before we get into Top Five, I did want to mention, as we were recording... uh I happened across something that we did not, that was not the case when I was looking for news, and that is that due to the death of Chadwick Bozeman, Marvel has made all Black Panther comics free through Comixology for sure, and I'm not sure if that's through Marvel's digital storefront. I don't know if they've shut that down yet. But anyway, the point is. That um, the uh, they are all free right now. So if you like Black Panther, if you aren't sure whether you like Black Panther, uh, get on that. You get a ton of fucking comics for free.
1: I mean, it's the easiest. Like, it'll be the easiest way way to read that that first Killgrave arc, which. Yeah. So or, fucking good, man. With the exception uh, of that I'm little sh- in the middle. Yeah.
0: Killmonger. I'm sure th- Right, 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 right. Killmonger. Uh but also like, you know, the uh the Tanahezy Coats yep. stuff, uh the Agents of Wakanda and on and on. There's there've been a lot of really good Black Panther comics over the years, so uh yeah. Go check that out.
1: Okay. Top five. Top five. Uh, For me, number five, uh, T'Challa's iron grip on his classroom, which we didn't really talk about because we needed to move through, or uh, we wanted to move through that. But uh, when he first meets T'Challa, T'Challa's like, I gotta take this kid to get him checked in with the principal or registered or whatever uh, why don't you sit in my classroom with the kids, I'll be back in 5-10 minutes and the kids are nightmares to him, like, they're just teasing him and you know, quote, questioning his bona fides and maybe making fun of him a little, and then as soon as T'Challa walks in the room, it's gone like, and they're all yeah. face front, let's do this, like, time to learn Um, I thought that was hilarious. Like, a really good joke. Yeah. Um, Number four is, wait, why did you pick me first? Uh, (laughs) Why did I go first? Oh. Oh, no. Um, Number three is uh, Cap Cap Takes a Nap. And I thought that was good because I always want... When these heroes, especially in the team books, and especially when it's Avengers and there's big teams, uh, we don't need everybody to come, right? You don't need to be... Jan gets knocked down all the time. Uh, Cap being the one that this time they're like, no, you stay. He's like, yep, you're probably right. I'm gonna go ahead and just... I'm just gonna do it here, though. Just in the middle of this burnt-out lab. Uh... Number two, and this is something that I legitimately thought was cool, was um, Tony cobbling together new armor out of the wreckage. I thought mm-hmm. that was just a neat moment and a good idea. Um, and then number one is the growing threat of Mary Ann Rogers. Um, mm-hmm. like, like I said, reading it the first time, I was like, this is dumb as hell and I don't care. Uh, but as we went through it this time, I was like, they do such a good job of like, piecemealing out how dangerous she is right right and because
0: the the first issue it's just she leaves the sanitarium and nothing happens yeah she's the next issue but like she blanks a dude the next issue she blanks a train full of people and then
1: the issue after that is when you find out she's there to kill him and then like she finally gets there that's the way that that threat is laid out is uh done very well um yeah, yeah.
0: payoff is I also i yeah the payoff i kind of like the idea of building something up over the course of issues that it's just like do do and then like it comes and it's just a wet fart like <laughs> <laughs> sometimes sometimes shit foreshadowing doesn't really pay off in real life.
1: <laughs> like i don't mind that it's a venture brothers joke um i was a little disappointed that this sort of i like i could tell what was going to happen as soon as like they i was like yeah she's gonna mine white midas and that's going to be the end of the issue and that's or that's going to be the end of the conflict and actually that sort of sucks um Mm -hmm. but that doesn't take away from like the building up to it so
0: yeah yeah and no, I agree. As a Venture Brothers joke, that would be hilarious. Oh, absolutely. Uh, in in practice, not so much. <laughs> but there's just a sick part of me that's just like, yes, do it. <laughs> um, so yeah. So that was your
1: number one? Yep. That's me.
0: Okay. I, I am surprised by how little uh, crossover there was between our lists. Um, number five. Uh, stop. Stop. Doing stupid bullshit to enforce a rule that nobody asked for. This shit of, oh, thing teams up with Matt Murdock, and then the next issue, now he's with Daredevil. Fuck you. Fuck you. Uh, I don't, I have no patience for that. Yeah. Um, it's 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 one of those things of, I think it's a stupid rule anyway tell the story you want to tell yeah. and tell it without stressing about like every issue has to have a different guest star. Well, that's dumb, Team but up also and like two and
1: one, both doing that is annoying as hell because then you end up with stories like that time travel one in team up where they went back to uh, the witch trials and there were, you know, that was a long story that we needed to do a lot of things with. And it just became a We're fucking problem. Shuffing
0: people out. Yeah. And it's
1: How are you gonna yeah. one issue it's with Scarlet Witch and the next issue is with Vision even though vision wasn't there? How are you getting vision there? Fuck it just whatever. Just tell the goddamn story.
0: Yeah. It's annoying as shit. And like I said, no one asked for this. Yeah. No one asked for this rule. And the hoops they have to jump through to do that, it's like it's like playing the floor is lava. Yeah. Like, yeah. you don't... Like, I get that it's a fun little exercise for you, but, like, if you're knocking over lamps and breaking shit, just touch the fucking floor.
1: It's fine.
0: <laughs> like, it's
1: not actually
0: gonna cause a problem if you do.
1: Uh, like, and I don't know why you have to make it every issue. Because Spider-Man yeah. and Thing, especially are such that you can do the whole story with one, the whole arc with one hero, right? Like do a whole Sherlock and Holmes thing for one hero, for one hero, for the whole arc. And then you start the next arc, right? Like you finish. That's the way team up works too, is that, or both of these books work is that we always start the, the story arc in media res from whatever's going on. Like, Right. It doesn't have to top. Nah, whatever. Yep.
0: Yeah. Uh, number four is uh, finding out you were the least vital member of the group.
1: <laughs> uh, you just, were the yeah. most expendable. What? <laughs> uh, what? Why? Why did you pick but me first? Let's... I
0: donate to charity. Let's I... not... Eddie I let's not think about soup, it. I work at a soup let's, let's I work at a soup kitchen.
1: That's let's not dwell on it too much there. <laughs> if you want um, if you want to maintain friends.
0: Yeah. Uh number 3. I I will say you brought up the Eddie thing. I'm not going to say what you think I'm going to say? I will say I did appreciate the fact that Eddie was involved in the assault on uh on Stark Inter- International based solely on the fact that he punches well. Yes. Like no powers, no guns, just no powers, walking no up Iron and Man suit punching people with the power of a of a of a boxer. Admittedly, sure, yeah. but but still like in this world, like who cares? That go box, that's fine, but like this doesn't qualify you for this. <laughs> You can sit a, you can you can sit at home and root them on like or drive them there but like don't be punching the goons with guns yeah anyway um yeah number uh number 3 was uh the vampire was also a zombie there was there was a period of time uh in the 2007ish era, era they were doing frankencastle and, and it felt like because they had they had killed frank castle then they brought him back as an angel of retribution and then like they scrapped that and then they had him die during dark rain after being cut up by Dawkin and then he was brought back as a frankenstein and so i actually photoshopped like a uh a frankencastle cover where they where he had big anime eyes and like a cute little sidekick and it just said will you fucking buy it now (laughs) (laughs) and that's kind of that's kind of how this vampire felt was i kept i wish it had gone on longer and it had just been like the vampire was also a zombie, and so they did something else, and it's like, aha, he was a Frankenstein the whole time. And then it's just like, okay, well we found this way to defeat him. Ah, but you can't do that because you see his left shin came from a leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. So there was that. Uh, number two is uh I'm I'm having a really hard time deciding which which order to do this in and so this is kind of one and two they're they're really well matched um, in terms of holy shit that's great uh, what so Madam Mask isn't having this yeah. fighting people fighting over bullshit and then visions kinetic bombardment yeah. because the vision thing was really cool from a holy shit comic book moment yeah the Madam mask thing was a great character moment that I thought was handled really well.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so I, I have a really hard time picking one of those. So,
1: well, and like, that's that's... a, the Madam mask thing is, this is not the first time we've seen that. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I like that in the comics we've read just about any time that this comes up, even in the seventies, the or the 60s and 70s the woman who is being fought over is usually the one that stops it because that's a it's a fairly progressive message for the mm-hmm. set the 60s especially and the 70s still for sure of being like i'm not a fucking object you both suck now yeah. like i was in love with you, at least one of you and if I had to pick, I'd still pick him. But you, but you're still on my shit list now. Um, yeah. I like that. It doesn't really go that way here, but I know that. Um. Didn't Jan do that too? Sue's done uh, it a bunch. Um, yeah. But yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah, I liked that movie. Yeah. Um.
0: So yeah, it's uh. It is just really nice to see this happening, um, but in in this instance especially because it you know she freely admits I thought I was in love with you I'm not I'm sorry um, but yeah um, so uh, next week we have the. Uh, few more issues of iron man and then i think we're thankfully done for a little bit just because it's been a lot of iron man these last two weeks
1: yeah but we hadn't read any iron man for a real long time so yeah
0: yeah so x-men but then we get uh do what
1: any x-men
0: not for a few weeks uh i think i think in the next few weeks that i've got figured out uh we get one random issue of (laughs) x-men um but but yeah we've got some iron man some fantastic four and some ms marvel so uh but that uh, that brings us to the end of our show uh rate and review us uh like us on facebook follow us on twitter both individually and at watchers guide m u Uh, visit our website at watchersguide.com or email us at watchersguide at gmail.com have a marvelous week
1: bye